Good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Dog, and I'm so excited that you have chosen to join us on this evening in worship. Thank you for coming. Press that share button. Let this world know that you are here worshiping with us at the Quarantine Revival. We're excited because we are now in our fourth night, and God is going to move in a mighty way. Let me invite you again to press that share button. Make sure you press the share button. We want you guys to get the word out there that we're here at the Quarantine Revival and God is moving in a mighty way. Let me see who's here with us. Let me give some shout outs real quick. Let me shout out our friends from Northeast SDA in Charlotte. We appreciate you for coming through. What about my people over there at, oh, Pat Miss Chapel is in the building. We got Dr. Doggett in the building. Who else do we have here with us? We thank you for coming all the way uh, from Louisiana. Uh, what is that, Louisville, yeah, Louisville. Thank you, we got some Florida folk in the house. Uh, we appreciate you guys all the way from Atlanta. We thank you guys. West End is in the house representing. We want to make sure that you guys know that we appreciate all of you and that tonight God does have something special in store for you. Of course, we got our folk, y'all, from Bermuda that's in the house. Thank you, all of my Bermudians. You guys always come through and you guys always show up and show out. Let me see. Oh, there's another Bermudian flag. We got some folk from Tennessee. We got some people from uh, Bermuda, from, oh my goodness, Bermuda and Bermuda, and Bermuda, St. Louis. Hey, we appreciate you, Auntie, for coming through. We got some folk all the way from New York who are tuning in. Thank you, guys. We love y'all. We appreciate you. Make sure you press that share button so that we can let the world know that we are here live at the Quarantine Revival Prophecy Edition. Now, listen, I didn't come by myself tonight. I came with some help. I came with some firepower. I came with one of my boys, none other than Dr. Julian Johnson. Let me bring him in here. Dr. Johnson, are you in the building? Pastor JD, I'm here. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's so good to see everybody tonight, man. It's so good man, to hear the quarantine revival, too. Man, and I'm great. It's great. Absolutely. Man, I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm so excited. Just finished a great session with Pierre Quinn and the Uncharted Conference. And I'm so excited to be here on the Quarantine Revival. Come on now. We appreciate you for giving us your time this evening. We know you're all over the place. You're stretched thin. You're doing so much for the kingdom. But tonight you came and you came to worship. I see a smile on your face. You must be excited about what God is about to do. Listen, I'm so excited about this time and season in life, man. We've got an opportunity to do some things that we've never done before. We've got an opportunity to have some time and we got a little bit more gas in our car because we ain't going too many places. But, man, we are blessed despite of. And I'm so glad for this revival tonight because we're talking about prophecy and the times that we are living in and giving us some keys to living life at this moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are excited again that God is pouring his spirit out upon us to utilize us in a very marked way. Now, with everything that's been going on, Dr. Johnson, let me ask you, how are you doing with all this chaos that's happening with the movement that is afoot, the second civil rights movement? What, how are you feeling with just everything that's happening in our country right now? Well, I'm anxious, number one, about what's going on. Uh, it has been difficult for the past few days. Yeah. But the second thing I'll tell you, I'm excited because I've had conversations with people opening up their hearts to me about things that they were afraid to talk to me about before. And I got a three tip method for anybody who's dealing with stuff on their job, don't know what to say. And I'm telling you, there's some people afraid to talk to you, not just because of your skin color, but because of your reaction. And don't yeah. forget that it ain't about color. It's about reaction. 
And I got okay. three tips for people to, to bless you tonight. And these three, three tips. these three tips are when people ask you, what do they need to do or how do they need to treat you or what do they need to say? These three things I'm telling you are going to take you from one level to the next on your job. And number one, that number one is tell them I see you. Tell them that you see me, meaning that you acknowledge me. You acknowledge the fact that I'm hurting or in pain. Then number two, tell me, tell them that you want to be heard. I hear you. And then third, ask them, let them know, invite them to learn from your experience. So I was talking to uh, executives for the past few days. They've been scared of wondering what they should do or say. Number one, I tell them to let people know that I see you, I hear you, and I want to learn from you. Those are three good tips to let people know that you are alive and well, but it will take you from one level to the next. And I believe that this is going to be a key to the future. Well, I appreciate you so much for sharing those. You are a counselor. You are a chaplain. You are a pastor. You wear so many hats and and that's invaluable information. And we're going to take that and we're going to run with it. I do want to play something real quick. And this is something that I just saw recently that I think would bless us. Um, it kind of speaks to the times and it expresses many of us how we're feeling at this moment. So yeah. if you don't mind, guys, go ahead and listen to this song. You should be ashamed. And nothing's really changed. It's your ignorance that won't give me a chance because of the color of my skin. You won't listen, and after all this time, you won't change your mind, and you should be ashamed. What more will it take Before you realize your mistakes You've got it all wrong yeah. You've been wrong all along Now look where we are We haven't healed one scar and after all this time, you won't change your mind, and you should be ashamed. Mm -hmm. You should be ashamed for believing what they say. Just taking their words and causing you to hate. You don't know me mm -hmm. And it wouldn't take much to see That we are more the same You don't even want to know my name And you should be ashamed mm -hmm. And after all this time You won't change your mind And you should be ashamed Man, that music expresses Woo! the sentiments of our soul. Many man, of us in this season, don't feel that we feel that same way, don't we? Yes, that was powerful. Man, well, what you just gave us were some amazing tools that we can 
can implement during this season when it seems like people don't see us, people don't hear us, people don't want to learn from us. Let's take what we just heard in that, that song. Let's take what Dr. J just poured into us. And let's tell those folk around us that we see you, we hear you, and we want to learn from you. Is that right, Dr. J? That's it. You got it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, listen, we're going to have a good time tonight because we also have somebody else who's in the virtual building. <laughs> we got none other than the sensei. We have our moderator, none other than Dr. James Doggett Sr. There he is. Wax on. Wax off. Wax on. Wax on. Wax on. <laughs> good to see you guys. I'm going to be on the line tonight with three of my favorite preachers. There's Pastor J.D., my pastor. There is Pastor JJ. He's That's also right. my pastor. Y'all don't know this, but Dr. J, well, maybe you do. He is. He's a preacher. He's a professor. He's a pastor. He's a doctor. He's a <laughs> chaplain. That man mm -hmm. is amazing. And to be <laughs> all with him tonight is a good thing. I just am going to attach my caboose to you oh, guys' no, no, no. train. And oh, then man. later, the guy you have preaching, I kind of know him well. In fact, I've known no him my is. whole life, my brother. Yeah. Jack Doggett, who's also one of my favorite in the world. So I, I'm happy tonight. I'm happy tonight. But you know what? Can I say something? Yes, Can I please, say something? please. I have to ask permission. Let me say this, that we have had some preachers come on this week who have set the table. They have set the table. Dr. E. Dean Peeler, a preacher's mm -hmm. preacher, came yeah. on, reminded us that this whole great controversy scheme is going to come to an end. Yeah. It's not going to keep on playing on, but the game will end. So make sure you stay on the court. Stay in the arc. Don't you leave. Hang yeah. in there because it's going to rain. Yeah. And then Andrew Trusty King came on and reminded us that judgment is coming, but don't be afraid of prophecy. Don't be afraid of the time of trouble. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because at the end of the day, she told us, Dr. JJ, that in fact, Daniel 12 and verse 1 says yeah. that judgment is That's going right. to be for us. When That's Michael right. stands up, he's going to deliver his people. And then last night, uh, David Franklin, what he did was he, did, he stood up behind the sacred desk to preach a word, and he reminded me of the sons of Issachar. What yeah. was said of them is that they knew the times and they knew what to do. He delivered. He delivered last night. And we've got some guys who are preaching this week who are going to deliver all the way to the end. Dr. J.J., have you seen the lineup? Oh, man, the lineup is powerful, powerful, powerful well, preacher. Well, yeah, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, you're going to hear Mike Polite. Yeah. The well-known, well-versed Mike Polite, who's going to give us a spin on prophecy that's going to take us deep. By the way, I've talked with some of the preachers who are going to be delivering for the rest of this revival, and they're going to be taking us very, very deep after he does what he does on tomorrow night. Then you're going to have Ivor Myers. Man, that's exciting. Ivor is the, he's the doctor of prophecy, the doctor of prophecy. And then, J.D., you haven't been, you haven't been saying much about this, <laughs> but I got to say it. On next Saturday night, there is a mystery preacher, mystery preacher, an awesome preacher, and all mm -hmm. you can see is the shape of his head. Uh -oh. And uh, I think we can guess maybe he's bald headed, maybe he's not. Yeah. But if these people guess who he is, along with who's doing the music, they're going to get a reward. I think you said about a hundred dollars. Is that right? Uh 
It's $100 in a free devotional. And here's the thing, Dr. Doggett. Wow. I'm feeling generous tonight because I want to give the people a jump on the competition. So if you're okay, tuning in tonight, if you took this Wednesday night and you decided to tune in and you're live right here with us right now, then I'm going to bless you real quick because what I want to do is give you the first look at not just the mystery preacher, but also the mystery psalmist. Let's see ah. what. There we go. There we go. So oh. you need, if you need to screenshot mm. this, then screenshot it so that you can go to sleep, pray about it, ask the Lord to give you a vision. Mm. And as you wake up in the morning and God has spoken to you, you can go ahead and cast your vote. Who do you think the mystery psalmist and the mystery mm -hmm. preacher are? We want you to give us your vote and we're going to let you right now. I'm going to let this marinate. I'm going to give you about five more seconds to look at this. Screenshot it if you need to, Dr. J. They better screenshot this because they get a chance to, to guess before everyone else. And if you guess mm -hmm. it correctly, not just one, but you guess both correctly both. on our, our hashtag first mystery night of this prophetic revival, then we're going to give you $100. I'm going to take that down. That They, they had enough time to look at it. I'm gonna give, <laughs> we're going to give you $100, and we're going to bless you with the 90-day devotional. What do you guys hey, think? Hey, what? What's the name of the 90-day devotional? What are, where is it, and where can we get it? And who ah, is the, the writer? Oh, you guys are asking some really important questions here. Yeah. Well, well, the, the title of the 90-day devotional is A Standing Ovation, and All it right. was written by none other than this person, this random person named James Dogger Jr. So we want you to, yeah, we want you to know that that is going to be a part of the prize package, $100, yeah. as well as a free 90-day devotional. And we want you guys to go ahead and start casting your vote. You can even start voting right now. If you want to go ahead and put it oh. in the comment section, if you want to go ahead and give us a, a message, a direct message, do it. You can start right now. Well, if our host will just put his fingers in his ears, uh -oh. I will tell all of those who are listening uh -oh. that I, in fact, know who the preacher and the singer Obviously. is. And if you will <laughs> yeah. split the proceeds with me, just Obviously. inbox me, text me. Deal me in. Just deal me in. And I'll share. No problem. <laughs> are, no problem. Why are y'all wheeling and dealing deal. right now? This, this is the one thing we got to do, man. Coronavirus, man. We, we trying to make that chatter, Doc. <laughs> listen, hey. listen, listen. Please do not coax these preachers into telling you who it is. We're going to give you an, a fair chance to cast your vote. And again, this Saturday night is going down. God is going to move in a mighty way. And you do not want to miss that event, that ex that special experience. But tonight, tonight, we do have somebody who is very special, near and dear to our heart, who's going to be delivering the word of God. And I want to just take this moment, if you don't mind, uh, Dr. Doggett and Dr. Johnson, I want to inv in introduce the preacher. Then, Dr. Doggett, I need you to lead us in our moderation moment. We're going to go into prayer and then we're going to hear our song of meditation and the word. So let me go ahead and just tell you guys that we have somebody in the virtual building who is going to bless us and bless us real good. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and 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 make myself large and then ask if our is our preacher in the house. There he is. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we have tonight none other than my uncle Jackson Doggett Jr., who's going to be preaching. Now, I need you guys to know that this is a mighty man of God. And while you're sitting there smiling, I need them to know, uh, Unc, that you are not just a preacher. You're not just a pastor. You're not just an administrator. You're not just an evangelist. You're not just a, a, a counselor. You're not just a consultant. Um, but you are also a son, a father, a husband, an uncle. You wear so many different hats. And during this season, we're excited that you're here to preach because you have your fingers in so many different 
areas in the realm of, of the political uh, pulse of what's happening in America. And because you are a lawyer, you have a certain perspective that gives you um, a, a jump on what it is we need to be doing during this season. So we're excited tonight to hear the word of God that will be preached through you. Um, do you want to just tell the people real quick um, just a word of encouragement during this season because so many people are just struggling and I just need you just to encourage them that God is still in control. Can you do that just for two seconds? Well, I just want you to know my message is going to be all about the fact that God is in charge and he knows wow. the future. Not wow. only does he know the future, he controls the future. And while everything is not good, we know everything works together for our good. And we can trust God. He's always come through. Come on. Come on. All right. See, we're already salivating. We're ready for the word. I can see these people um, who are on here saying, look, let's go ahead and let's hear, Doc. We want to hear you tonight. So if you don't mind, we're going to go ahead and let you prepare. And we, again, thank you for coming through tonight. Now, Dr. Doggy, come on in here and share with us in our moderation moment. Give us some perspective on what's taking place right now. Well, in our world, I, I shared a little bit last night that the Bible always has a jump on what's going on in the world. In fact, the Bible says that, in fact, prophecy is like a light that shines in darkness. It gets brighter and brighter until the day comes. We don't have to stumble around wondering some things when, in fact, we can know. I shared a little bit about Revelation 13 on last night, and I see in the comments that some people actually read Revelation 13. I don't want anyone who is tuning in to this revival to look at the times, get confused when there are answers in the word of God. That's right. Not only will the preachers be bringing solid messages that come from God's word to yeah. unpack the times, but in addition to that, we're giving an opportunity for people to ask questions. If you've got a question on anything that you've read in prophecy or heard preached, this week and throughout this revival, please just post your question and we will address it. I will tell you that there's some who asked about Revelation 13 and the two beasts. Let me be as clear as I can be. The first beast in Revelation 13 that comes up out of the sea is the papacy. Mm -hmm. The second right. beast is the United States that rises up out of the land. What is depicted Thereafter, in Revelation 13, is that the second beast, America, will reflect the system that's found in the first beast, and that is the papacy. There will be strong dictatorship. There will be the forcing of people, of the right. attempt, that is, to force people to worship in a particular way that is not in harmony with the Bible. There will be people whose name is found in the Lamb's Book of Life, who stand up against the powers that be, America, and right. will follow God's word instead of the laws of this land. There will be severe penalties. Mm -hmm. However, the time of trouble, as Dr. Trusty King said, is not anything to fear. Don't worry yeah. about what man says they can do to you. I read in the Bible that God is going to take his people who honor him with obedience and stand strong on his word. And he's going to keep them in his bosom. In fact, he's going to hide them under his wings. And he's going to carry us through that time. And Daniel 12, 1 says 
that while things are happening all over the world, we can have the assurance that God will be with us and will deliver us. There are people with questions about Revelation 13 and all of the prophetic utterances of God found, especially in Daniel and Revelation. Please ask questions and we will be able to show you as history unfolds exactly what the word was talking about. Yeah. We put the pieces together and yeah. we don't have to be in darkness right now. Isn't it great Praise to know God. Dr. Doggett that isn't it great to know Dr. Doggett that we have a more sure word of prophecy now yeah. and that we don't have to be shaken by what we're seeing, but know that these things come but they're not the true tests. They are just tests as a part. They're they're not the final exam. They're just quizzes in the in the test of life. And you know what is unfair? But I'm glad uh -oh. with this last test. Yeah, we already have the cheat sheet. That's right. We Come on. know what's going on, and we have the answers. So praise God for that sure word of prophecy. I'm not afraid, even though I saw Trump standing there with military leaders in this land in front of a church and in front of a religious shrine. And he, he signed a, a declaration essentially saying religious free. I see the powers coming together. So that church and state are merging and persecution always proceeds church and state coming together. But I'm not afraid. Amen. I would rather be on God's side in a Amen. battle oh, yes. than anybody else's. But yeah. a battle's coming. So you yeah. might as well get the cheat sheet. Go Make ahead. sure you tune in to all of these broadcasts during the quarantine revival process. Oh, he's warming it up tonight, I see. Hey, hey. I feel something <laughs> in me because the times are calling for us to be awake. So yeah. let's wake up. And if you don't know, ask. And we, we will find you. the answers in the Bible for you. And yeah. we will connect those biblical answers with what's going on in the world right now. That's good. That's good. Listen, sure. let's go ahead and, and shift right here in this moment because Dr. Dog is about to, he's about to go into second and third gear. Uh, <laughs> I'm Dr. feeling Dog's my wings flapping. I, I better just sit back. <laughs> just sit back, Doc. I see your eyes lighting up. Let me tell you something. It's so funny, Dr. Johnson, because whenever my dad, Dr. Dog, starts talking about prophecy, <laughs> he starts illuminating. There's like an aura, the Shekinah glory of God starts emanating from his being. So listen, as you as you are, are landing the plane there, Doc, I want us to go ahead and go into prayer. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Johnson, there's so many things that are happening in our world, and we need you now as our intercessor. Do you mind praying for us? No, I'd be happy to pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, tonight we are so grateful for the fact that you love us and you gave instructions for us. Lord, that you said that if we would need anything, you would leave us with a comforter, the Holy Ghost. And I thank you, dear Father, for that comforter. I thank you, dear Father, for all the things that you have done for us and for the ways you are blessing. Tonight, I pray that you reveal yourself very clearly through your manservant. And may we have assurance to know that it's safe to be with you. Bless each prayer request tonight. Bless each family. And may we all benefit by being here together in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying. Let me let all of you know that we want to pray with specificity for you. We want you to know that we're here with you and we're fighting right along your side. So if you need special prayer, if you need counseling, if you need somebody to reach out to you through text or email, or you want someone to call you, then we want you guys to know that if you go to our website, that is www.thequerevival.com, www.thequerevival.com, we have a Let's Connect link that we want you to click 
and you can tell us if you need prayer, baptism, Bible study, counseling, if you need financial assistance, we want you to reach out to us so that we can help you during this time. Go to our website, www.thecurevival. Give us your prayer request. Give us uh, the indication that you need financial help. Let us know that you need a phone call, an email, that you want us to be holding you accountable during this time, and we will reach out to you. If you want to sow your seed tonight, then you can do that also at our website, or you can use the Cash app and send your seed via the money sign, the Q Revival. Again, that's the money sign, the Q Revival, or you can use PayPal and send your seed by sending it to paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival, paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. We want you to know that all of the money that is coming in, 100% of your seed will go toward helping those who are in financial need. So we again say thank you so very much for being so generous and for helping those who are struggling in financial crisis during this season. Tonight, I want you to know that we do have a preacher in the building, my uncle, Dr. Doggett is here. And as he prepares to preach, I want to go ahead and allow those who are going to lead us in song to come and lead us. So if you don't mind, go ahead and open up your heart, open up your mind as we worship God right here in this moment.
Dr. Doggett, we thank you again for coming. Before we allow you to come in and share the word of God, let me encourage all of you who are tuning in right now, press that share button so that those who need to hear this message will hear it. Share right now so that before Dr. Doggett preaches, those with whom you're in connection can come and worship with us now. Thank you for sharing. Dr. Doggett, again, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we open your word right now and ask that you would teach us, inspire us, save us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to talk with you a little bit tonight about a prophecy. I'm calling this, this message, Ancient Dream, Modern Fulfillment. It's Daniel chapter two. It's one of the basic, um, one of the basic prophecies in Daniel that tells us what will happen from the time of Babylon until Jesus does come. It's a marvelous uh, prophecy because it reminds us that God is in charge and He knows the future. More than knowing the future, He holds the future in His hands. Everything that God wants to do will be done despite what it looks like. Isaiah reminds us, I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell the future before it ever happens. Everything I plan will come to pass for I do whatever I wish. God is in charge and he knows the future. Despite COVID-19 and its heartbreaking isolation and sickness and death, despite repeated racially motivated killings that have enraged and ignited a nation, despite systematic oppression in housing and employment and access to capital, in voter, voter suppression, criminal justice, policing, healthcare, immigration, education, opportunity, and we can go on. Despite mean, irrational, misogynistic, often racist tweets from the White House, those who are complicit in supporting all of the, the above in Congress and in Senate and in the State House and in the courthouse, despite all that, God is still in charge. And God always has people who will represent him on earth. Daniel, whose name means God is my judge, was such a person. Book of Daniel shows God is judge. And if I were to take the time, I could show you that every chapter of Daniel, all 12 chapters shows where God is in fact the judge. He judges what's good, he judges what's bad. And more than anything else, this book reminds me God can handle any situation. Well, in Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had a dream. One night, the Bible says in verses one through three, during the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had such disturbing dreams that he couldn't sleep. He called in his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, astrologers, and demanded that they tell him what he had dreamed. 
as they stood before the king, he said, I have a dream, had a dream that deeply troubles me and I must know what it means. Apparently, this dream repeated itself over and over. He was constantly having this same dream. This repetition gave Nebuchadnezzar the impression that a supernatural force was trying to communicate with him, but he just could not understand the message. As king, Nebuchadnezzar had access to the greatest minds in the kingdom, and many of them were on his payroll. So he called them together and said, I need to understand this dream. Uh, the, those who were in his employ said, well, tell us what the dream is and we will tell you what it means. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was smarter than that. He understood that if he told them what the dream was, they might come up with anything. So he challenged them. No, if you are in touch with God, if you are in touch with supernatural power, you tell me what the dream is and what the interpretation is. Of course, they replied, Daniel 2, verse 10 and 11, no one on earth can tell the king his dream and no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. The king's demand is impossible. No one except the gods can tell you your dream and they do not live here among people. Well, they were wrong on at least two counts. Number one, it was not impossible because the one who sent the dream could certainly reveal what it means. Number two, they were wrong in saying that God does not live among his people. Daniel and his friends were going to prove that God, in fact, can interpret dreams, and he does live among his people. But furious, the king ordered all the wise men in the kingdom to be executed, and fortunately, Daniel was able to get in touch with the king and said, just give us a little more time. I know who can interpret your dream. So that night, Daniel 2.19, that night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. And Daniel praised the God of heaven. Daniel understood. Despite his gift for understanding dreams, he knew that the ability to know what both the dream was and its interpretation was not resident in him, but rather it was a revelation from God. So God revealed the dream and Daniel goes to Nebuchadnezzar and he tells him what the dream is and he begins to give the interpretation. But before he did, Daniel said, verse 27, there are no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secret. In other words, this does not come from us. We're not making this up. But verse 28 says, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. 
Now I will tell you your dream and the visions you saw as you lay on your bed. Daniel let Nebuchadnezzar know that God had chosen to reveal his secrets and the future of all humanity until Jesus returns to this earth to take his people home. He had chosen a pagan king to tell the world that I hold the future in my hand. So Daniel lets him know, God wants you to understand this dream. Now, let me tell you what the dream was. The dream, there was a huge image and that image was the image of a man. It had a head of gold, chest and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, feet of iron and clay, and then a rock taken from the side of the mountain without the hands of a human hit the statue in the feet and crushed the whole thing into tiny pieces until the wind blew it all away. After that, the rock became a great mountain that covered the whole earth. King, that's what you saw. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar had to be amazed because this repetitious dream was burned in his mind. His problem was not that he did not know what God said. The problem was he did not understand what it meant. Doesn't that happen to us? There are times that God will speak clearly to us and we know that it's God. But often the fact is we don't agree with what God might be saying, or we don't like what God might be saying, or we don't want to do what God might be saying. So we often look for excuses. Now, Nebuchadnezzar wasn't looking for an excuse. He was looking for understanding. And I guess God wanted a pagan king to remind, especially those who call themselves Christians, that we ought to be looking for understanding. Now, Daniel interprets the dream. The dream simply means that political powers would rise to rule the world. First, the head of gold, Babylon. After that, chest and arms of silver represent the next kingdom, Media or Medo-Persia, that would come. It would be a little weaker than Babylon. After Babylon would come Greece. And after Greece would come Rome. After Rome, there would be a mixture of iron and clay. Now we can look back in history and see exactly that this did happen. After Babylon, it was overthrown by the Medes and Persians. After the Medes and Persians, they were overthrown by Greece. After Greece, they were overthrown by the Roman Empire. And after the Roman Empire, it became divided. Uh, it was partly weak, partly strong. And now, there is no nation on the earth that is controlling the whole earth. Daniel 2, 41 to 43 says, the feet and toes you saw were a combination of iron and baked clay, showing that this kingdom will be divided like iron mixed with clay. It will have some of the strength of iron, but while some parts of it will be as strong as iron, other parts will be as weak as clay. 
This mixture of iron and clay also showed that these kingdoms will try to strengthen themselves by forming alliances with each other through intermarriage, but they will not hold together, just as iron and clay do not mix. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where we are in, 2000, in 2020. There is no political power, no nation on the earth that rules the whole world. True enough, United States of America claims dominance. Russia is trying to claim some dominance. China is trying to claim dominance, even dominance. Even North Korea is trying to get weapons of war to gain in prominence. Iran, all over the world, but there is not one world power, just like God told Nebuchadnezzar all those years ago. And then Daniel gives the bottom line to the dream. After the kingdoms of the world are here, and after we get to the point where there's constant chaos, there are constant alliances, and then alliances are broken, and then alliances are made, and then alliances are broken. When all of that, that's where we are, when all of that happens, then the, the bottom line of the vision, the thing that God wanted Nebuchadnezzar and the whole world to know is in verses 44 and 45. The Bible says during the reigns of those kings, that is in the feet and toes of that image, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered. It will crush all these kingdoms into nothingness and it will stand forever. That is the meaning of the rock cut from the mountain, though not by human hands that crushed to pieces the statue of iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold. The great God was showing the king what will happen in the future. The dream is true and its meaning is certain. The rock that was prepared was prepared not by human hands, but by the hands of God. The rock is the foundation of the kingdom that will never be destroyed. The rock will destroy all previous kingdoms and become a great mountain that covered the whole earth. The rock is a reference to Jesus Christ. Peter tells us, as the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone, and he is the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. The rock is Jesus. Some people receive him. Some people will not. But that rock is the rock that will be dominant throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. In fact, Revelation 
15, I mean, eleven fifteen says, then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Nebuchadnezzar was chosen by God to be the one to inquire about the world's history from his time until Jesus comes. God told him through Daniel, his prophet, that there would be successive kingdoms that would rule, and then we would fall into strong, weak chaos. We would be in a position where people are, or nations would be striving for dominance and no one will ever succeed. Keep that in mind. No kingdom will ever dominate the world again until that time that Jesus comes and lays the foundation for an eternal kingdom that he himself will found. In other words, no matter what we're going through right now, there is a better day coming. Because Jesus is the rock, there is a better day coming. Revelation 21, three and four inspires me for it says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. All these things are gone forever. Don't you want that day? I look for that day. But until then, we must avoid the ravages of COVID-19 by following solid medical advice and not political fairy tales. Until then, we must stop racially motivated killings through strategic planned activism designed to get results. Until then, we must disrupt systemic oppression in housing, access to capital, voter suppression, criminal justice, policing, healthcare, immigration, education, opportunity. We must get involved through targeted social justice involvement. Until then, we must eliminate mean, irrational, racist tweets from the White House and those who are complicit in supporting all of the above in Congress, in the Senate, in the State House, and in the courthouse by registering and voting those who have taken advantage of us out of office and voting people responsive to our needs into office. There is a work for us to do. God tells us, occupy until I come. Too often Christians abdicate their citizenship duties by saying, I'm looking for Jesus to come. Well, we ought to look for Jesus to come. But while we wait, we must become the answer to the ills in this world. 
Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But if you stand on the sidelines, the power of God that flows in you that could make a change cannot do a thing if you're on the sideline. I'm encouraging everyone that God's power in you shared with humanity can begin to undo some of these problems that we are in. Don't be fooled. We will never get to Shangri-La. We will never get to that point where everybody is loving one another and there is no more prejudice, no more race uh, problems, no more oppression. My Bible tells me that sin is going to get worse and worse, but that should not cause us to stand on the sidelines. You and I know the end of the story. We know, we know what's going to happen, and we know what we need to do. So some of you need to run for office, frankly, and to demonstrate by your actions how God loves people. Some yeah. need to do just that. It's in you. What? Who told you you can't be an instrument in God's hands to make a difference in this world? But I want you to know we've got to do even more than that. 2,000 years ago, Jesus heard our fainting cry. 2,000 years ago, Jesus saw where we would be in 2020. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth, lived as a man, suffered like we suffer, and did not yield to sin. Jesus became our sacrifice. Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And we now have to let folk know Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins and rescue us from this sin-tossed world. So when he comes soon and very soon, and he says to his angels, uh, gather my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, you and I are going to be able to be in that number. And we know it's going to happen because way back then, Jesus gave the message to Nebuchadnezzar through his servant Daniel, and all of us now know. My question is, are you going to be ready for Jesus to come? We know he's coming. We know we're in the toes of that image right now. And you and I must be ready. You and I must be his representatives on the earth until he does come. And so I would ask, won't you give your life to God through Jesus Christ right now? For by grace, you've been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it's a gift, not of works, lest any man should boast. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins where sinners plunge beneath that flood and lose all their guilty stain. My friends, I must go now, but I want you to know I'm praying for you. I solicit your prayers for me. And while we go through this hard time of COVID-19 and racial unrest and upheaval in the world, 
You've got to know he's got the whole world in his hands. Trust him. Have hope. Believe. I want to pray with you real quick. Father, save us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much um, for preaching that power-packed word. The people of God have received it. If you can see in the comment section, people are receiving the charge of God that you have given us this evening. And we appreciate you for being his mouthpiece. God amplified his voice and will through you this evening. And I want to just push those of you who did receive this message, those of you who want to maybe get baptized. Listen, we had a virtual baptism in our last revival. And I want to offer you the same opportunity. If you want to be baptized, don't let quarantining or anything stand in the way uh, in between you and you doing what God desires you to do. I want to call in Dr. Doggett. I want to call in Dr. Johnson. And we again want to celebrate what God has done tonight through his manservant. And of course, Unc, as you now poured into us, it is our desire, it's our privilege and pleasure to pour back into you. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, we're about to pray for this preacher and we're gonna ask for God to move in his life. I'm gonna ask my father, Pops, do you mind praying for your brother? Can you pray for him and pour back in, that God will pour back into him as he's poured into us this evening? Yes, it would be my privilege, my privilege. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we've had this night to hear your word preached. I thank you, Lord, that this preacher possessed the discipline to go into your word and pull out the precious truths that remind us of who we are and who you are, and that gives to us a light to shine in darkness so that we can know the times in which we live and not stumble. I ask God that you would continue to keep his fire lit. I do pray that you would allow him to be a spokesman for righteousness. Give to him, Lord, the ability to be focused so that as he finishes this race, he'll do it with all of the strength of a man who's just begun. I ask that his latter days will be greater than his former days, that you would bring to him satisfaction and fulfillment and peace as he goes on your biddings. Please renew his strength, we do pray, and use him as one of your mighty warriors on the front line of battle. And when you come back for your children, Lord, may we remember this night when we were reminded that you are the God who is the king of this universe and your kingdom will last forever. May we fear no man, but may we honor you in all we do. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. I appreciate that prayer. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. And Dr. Uh, uh, Pastor J J.D. Yes. However many books you give away, I'll give too. So on your package, I'll just add that to it if you if you don't mind. Come on, man. Look at this. See, listen, my uncle, so, he's so generous. He has such a, a heart of gold. He's willing to give away what God has allowed him to produce. If you don't mind, I want you to put that right back inside of our shot. I want, we want to see this. Um, he is not just a preacher. He's an author. He just authored this book entitled Retaining the Harvest. And if you want to find out more information about it, go to jacksondogged.com. Again, jacksondogged.com. And again, Unc, we appreciate you for coming through and for blessing us and for offering us your book. Let me encourage all of you again, if it is your desire to be baptized, then we want you to do this. Please indicate it. 
We want you to put the word bapt baptism in the comments. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, we need you to go over to our website and we have an option here. Click Let's Connect at www.thecurevival.com. And there's an option there where you can indicate to us that you want to be baptized. We want you to go all the way with Jesus. Make your calling and election sure. Don't waste any time. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the time where God will deliver you and push you into a place of spiritual power and anointing like never before. If you want special prayer baptism, if you need Bible studies, we want you to know that you, you we have some teams in place. All you have to do is go to our website, www.thecurevival.com, click Let's Connect, and we promise that we'll reach out to you and we'll walk you all the way. Again, Dr. Johnson, I appreciate you for coming through tonight and worshiping with us. Thank you, sir. Hey, listen, man, I'm going to join the party tonight and I'm going to give away however many books you give away. I'm going to give away <laughs> uh, my book, Five Minutes on Purpose as well. So I don't want anybody to miss out on any blessings. We're going to join that $100 gift tonight. Come on, man. Come on. Do you all see what's happening? God is moving. Don't you dare miss this blessing. So I want to encourage you guys again. If you desire to be a recipient of one of these prizes, then we want you guys to go ahead and cast your vote. Who do you think our first Mystery Night preacher and psalmists are? Who are they? Go ahead and cast your vote. And you will not just get $100. You're going to get not just one book, not just two books. You're going to get three <laughs> books. And God is he's providing it. I'm so excited about it. And we want you guys to participate. Also, we need you guys to know that we have a YouTube page. Our YouTube page link is right there at the top of this live stream. You should go there right there on Facebook, click that link. And if you subscribe to our YouTube page, we're also going to give away some of these books, some of these prizes to a lucky uh, subscriber, a fortunate subscriber who has the nerve to go and press that, that link and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We can appreciate you guys. Dr. Doggett, where are you at? Let me bring our moderator back in here. Do you have any closing remarks? I want you guys to go ahead and before we play our outro, share with the people, is there anything that you want to say as we prepare to close? Absolutely. I am loving the revival. I love to hear the word preach. I have a voracious appetite for God's word, but I want to encourage everybody. I want you to get your dessert here at the uh, Quarantine Revival Prophecy Edition, but make sure you spend some personal time with God. You got to go ahead and cook some of that good gospel food yourself and eat it and then come on here at seven o'clock for dessert. God bless you all. Let's get deep into his word. Now is the time. Now's the time. Dr. Johnson, you got the last word tonight. What you got? Listen, I need everybody to go and watch Pastor J.D.'s page. There was a conversation between Pastor J.D., his father and his uncle that every person, every man and every family need to watch. It's a conversation they had on Saturday night. It was a late night conversation, but it was a power packed conversation, given instruction and wisdom on how to survive these times. Thank you again. God bless you, Quarantine Revival family. Hey, you guys have a blessed rest of the evening. Thank you for coming to worship with us. And we'll see you tomorrow where we will have none other than Pastor Michael Polite, who is going to be preaching the power. Do not miss tomorrow Don't night. We need you to come through tomorrow. Bring a friend. Right. Bring a family member. Uh, go get your neighbor. Let all of those with whom you're in connection know that God is going to do something great through Pastor Polite tomorrow night. Again, thank you for coming through. God bless you.